What's very important is that there's more mental health awareness and specifically a change in perceptions of those who suffer from mental illness and definitely would want people to feel that they can reach out for help and that, that it is okay to talk about it and that people will actually respond with more kindness and compassion than you would think. You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Mac Leeson. On today's episode, we are spotlighting Between Us Two Rewind. It is a tale of two memoirs of madness, and it's based on true events. Between Us Two Rewind captures the reality of show creator Nina Madsen Puckett's struggle with mental illness and incorporates author Francesco Granary's experience as a family member of someone with mental illness, and that is actually portrayed in his book Pavarotti and Pancakes. The production also explores how families connect and persevere through their experiences. So I'm happy that we have both Nina and her best friend, Jen Alden, with us today to talk about the show. And to do this conversation upright, I've invited my dear friend, Carolyn Pollard, who is a mental health professional with Mental Health Association Oklahoma, to join the conversation. So with all that being said, Caroline, welcome to the Mental Health Download. Thank you for having me. All right. So to get things going, I'm actually going to have our amazing guests introduce themselves and we'll start with Nina. Hello, I'm Nina Madsen Puckett. I recently got married this past October. I'm originally from New Jersey, moved here in 2009, and I dance and choreograph and teach for Oklahoma Movement. And I also own and run two small businesses in Tulsa. All right, Jen, tell our audience about yourself. Hi, I'm Jen Alden. I'm currently the interim president for Oklahoma Movement as well as a resident choreographer and director with Nina Madsen for this show Between Us to Rewind. My kind of, I guess, day job is I'm the CFO for the Tulsa Performing Arts Center. And yeah, I think that's it. (laughs) All right. So let's really start at the beginning. Nina, explain the show to the audience in a way that only you can. Well, there's a lot kind of to explain, but I'll try to make it succinct. Back in 2013, I had an illness called schizoaffective disorder, and it changed my life completely, kind of how I look at the world, how I experience the world. There's just, there's so much I can say, so I'm going to try to just say, I guess, the important details about it. I have suffered from anxiety and panic attacks since I was probably in college, And in 2013, had this sort of psychotic break. And with schizoaffective, I had hallucinations and delusions and something that was called ideas of reference, which I guess is when you think things are science for you. So, for example, I thought that the television was talking to me and giving me signs. I thought that road signs were for me. Lots of strange things. I would see smoke coming out of TVs and coming out of everywhere. So I think everything's on fire. I would just think that everything was meant for me. So it was a very scary time for me because years ago, if somebody had said to me, that person thinks the television is talking to them, I'd think that's nuts. Like, how could somebody think that? But when you're in that state of mind, your reality becomes your own reality. And it's a different reality from what others experience. And it's extremely scary. And I just felt so alone. Jen was with me throughout this. whole. We're best friends, Jen and I. When I moved to Tulsa, she's the reason that I started dancing. We met and we became best friends pretty much from day one. But Jen 
was with me throughout the entire illness, came over my house one day when I had been on the computer for like 24 hours straight and was just dissociating. And she was like, come on, let's go into the kitchen. And she brought some candy and some food and we started talking. I have since recovered. I still suffer a little bit from dissociation. I've had a battle, kind of battles, battled with that the past couple of years. But about three months ago, I finally got stabilized on an antipsychotic that finally works for me without a lot of side effects. Because the problem is when I first started taking the medications that I was put on, which saved my life, I also gained like 70 pounds. And so I was really ashamed. And that's a big problem with people that have antipsychotics is they want to get off of them, including myself. I wanted to keep getting off of it so that I could lose the weight again and get back to my normal, healthy weight. And so I finally, after years of struggling, finally about three months ago, am stabilized. I'm a little bit nervous today because this is an interview. <laughs> Jen and I had wanted to do a show about this and we had wanted to do a show about mental health a couple of years ago. And it just so happened that one day, my husband, now he's my husband at the time, he was my fiance, his friend from work, Francesco Granieri, Frank, was over our house for his work because they worked together at ESPN. And we just got talking and I was telling him about my illness. And he said, oh, I wrote a book called Pavarotti and Pancakes and also wrote some music that inspired me based on my experience with my mother who grew up with multiple personality, which I guess now is disassociative identity disorder. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of started it off. We became really good friends, like very good friends. Him, Jen and I got together. We had a meeting. We, we talked, just talked about mental health and life. We both read his book and I read it in two days. I know Jen read it in a few days and that's how this all started. Well, I appreciate your courage to tell your story. So thank you. Now, Jen, my question for you is being someone who witnessed their best friend going through this and seeing her journey unfold. Can you explain what that is like for someone to watch someone go through so much trauma in their lives? It's scary. I I would go home. I think there was, you know, a matter of weeks where I would make sure to go over to Nina's house just to make sure she was okay. Cause at one point, you know, even food, I think she thought was like not what it was. Yeah. And so just to make sure she was okay and eating and I would go home and just, you know, cry because I was so upset. Oh, I didn't know that. But, you know, Nina is like one of the strongest people I know and she got through it. So I love you. (laughs) But I think that this, this show is important because it not only looks at it from Nina's perspective or a perspective of somebody that's that's actually going through it, which is scary, but also the family members. So each family member, both in Nina's family and in Frank's family, you know, all, all of the family members are represented in this show. And so you kind of see from that, you know, how, how they're dealing with it. And and this show is it's it's a what we call a postmodern dance show which we use a lot of gestures and it's not necessarily like a linear show or a ballet, but you can, I, I feel like you can really feel from each of the characters, you know, they read all of them on the Frank side, read the book. And on Nina's side, we have a lot of discussion with Nina about each character, what they would have been going through at certain times so that each one of them could really emote through their movement, what it, 
what it felt like, you know, to be in that time or place with their family member that was going through something. Well, so Caroline Pollard, again, she's with the Mental Health Association, Oklahoma, one of the amazing mental health professionals there. Caroline, hearing Jen and Nina share their stories, you know, what comes to mind? I just think it's so important, the lens component, you know, I mean, even for myself personally and professionally, you know, my family has struggled with, you know, mental health issues and I've worked in mental health for several years. But I already watched the trailer and Jen, what you spoke to about the feeling with it. I mean, I think the trailer was maybe a minute and a half. Just I had chills already, you know, with the amount of expression and, and feeling. And I just felt it immediately, you know, within a minute and a half. And I already ordered the book. But that's what's so important that people need to understand, you know, it's not even walking, you know, walking the walk, it's even seeing something from a different lens or a perspective to be able to see it and how we do that. If it's through dance, through music, I mean, just even think, you know, with children to, through education, how do you learn? I mean, some listening, movement, you know, expression, you know, writing. And I mean, in a minute and a half, I just, I wanted to know more. I, and there was no words but I already wanted to know more of the story and the characters. And I mean, I, I was pulled in within, I mean, I just watched it before I got on here and it just, I mean, amazing, yeah. amazing. Cause it just gives people another view and another lens to be able to see things. I mean, it's just, I mean, we watch movies, read books. I mean, but this was expression and, you know, dance and just feeling behind it. So amazing. And I'm a native New Yorker, Nina. So when oh, I heard you're from New Jersey, I was like, oh, yeah, I lived in Brooklyn for four years. <laughs> yeah. So when I heard that, you already got me. And again, you can watch that clip of the trailer by clicking the link in this show notes. So definitely check that out. Okay. So I'm curious about Francesco's book. And so I'm going to ask Jen and Nina about it and get their perspectives on why they love it so much. Yeah, definitely. The word that kept coming to mind was perseverance as a family, but perseverance specifically coming from Frank. And that's kind of something that him and I just as friends always talk about, just the need to continue to persevere through life. Because some of the events that happen in that book, specifically the one major event at the end, is just shocking. And you just can't imagine what this family went through as a family and you know knowing him now it's and I just met him you know last year but knowing him as a friend I can't believe he went through all this as a young boy and to look at where he's at now written a book and it's 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 a really well-written book. I connected with it on so many levels. It was funny at parts. It really drew me in. I mean, I read it in two days just because it was so good. And I, I love the way he writes. Um, he writes just like he's telling a story, you know? <laughs> he's just telling a really good story. And, and it's a true story, which is what makes it even more interesting, scary, and eye-opening. Okay, Jen, can you share your thoughts on the book? For me, and I, I think, you know, I was re reading it from already knowing that we were going to make a show out of it. 
So for me, it was really looking at kind of the differences between that the fam Frank's family and Nina's family because the ending kind of the story there's not an ending obviously life still goes on but the ending of our show there's there's different paths that these two families went on and just kind of getting into the the details and logistics of of why and how that happened why one family kind of veered off one way and one family veered off another and what what were those components that that made that happen or even external factors that made that happen so that's what i was kind of more interested in just looking at it you know more of an as from an outside perspective how would we show this like on a big screen all right so now i would love for you to talk to us about Oklahoma movement. Jen, tell us how it all ties into this brilliant show. Oklahoma movement, it, it actually started out um, as a dance company called Portico Dance Theater about 10 years ago. And we would do shows, full-length shows, original choreography every year, one to two shows every year for the last 10 years. And then during the pandemic, we really kind of focused in. We were all on, you know, by ourselves and decided that, you know, myself, Nina, and the board decided that we really wanted to focus more on outreach um, and education rather than just the dance productions. So we thought, you know, in that, what is what is a name that's more encompassing and, and makes sense to what we do fully? And so we decided on the name Oklahoma Movement because it really is about a movement. It's about movement and, and what moves us, both, you know, physically, intellectually, um, spiritually. So that's that's kind of how we change the name. I use my hands a lot. And, and so that's, you know, going forward from the pandemic, really, really where we're, we're going. And, and this show is part of that kind of rebirth uh, of our new company, because it, it focuses more on that outreach and more on the movement. And I want to point out that proceeds from this production benefits Oklahoma Movement's mission to use innovative movement to educate, inspire, and empower the community through its active programs. So, Jen, tell us more about these classes and what they're actually like. We haven't actually had in-person classes yet due to the pandemic, but Nina and I are working on some classes. Uh, we have some education classes that are technique-based. We have some, some classes that we're working on that are more for self-care and going out into the community. So we're hoping that that comes to fruition soon. And again, all the links are in the show notes. So Caroline, hearing about Oklahoma movement and you know how this is really educating and inspiring and empowering people, Tell us why this is such a, an important program, especially for people experiencing symptoms of mental illness. Oh, extremely important. I mean, I mean, for everybody, you know, yeah. because we all have, I mean, it gives the ability of an expression of some type of gift or what's your gift, you know, I mean, it's, it's also, you know, a release you know, it's, it's grounding, it's expression of being able to release what with inside of you to be able to release it out. I mean, because what happens if we continue to store what's inside? I mean, it stays there. So we all need to figure out a way to release, you know, what's inside to be able to heal or to live, you know, a fulfilling, you know, life. 
Okay, so as we close things out, I want to end by having Jen and Nina share what they want this production to do in the long run. And we'll start with Jen. Well, I I hope that that when people watch it, they're inspired, they're moved, that hopefully it, it gives them the courage, as Nina has had, to, you know, if, if they've gone through this, talk about it. I know how much that has helped Nina to be able to to, to talk about it and and to put on this show. So I hope that they get, you know, how much love and passion was put into it. And and I hope also that they come away with hope. And before Nina closes this out, I want Caroline to share just a little bit about resources in the community that she would recommend for people who are experiencing mental illness or have a loved one experiencing mental illness. If you need assistance, you know, 211 is one of the best resources, you know, Oklahoma City and, you know, Tulsa is statewide. Also, you know, any community mental health, you know, agency as well. And then also, you know, our website will lead you through a link as far as for the assistance center. We have support groups. I'm in the youth mental health program. So we provide prevention and education. So, I mean, that's mhaok.org. And all of our information is there as far as phone number, you know, web page, and then you will get somebody to call you, you know, directly to guide you. And if we do not have the resource, we will find one for you. Uh, And that's a big thing that I stress is that I make sure if it's something the association doesn't provide, I'm going to find somebody and make sure that you get the help you need in that area. So, well, and thank you so much. I'm just like I said, just so excited to be here and watch, you know, the rest of the story. And Nina, it's just so important to be able to yeah, share the story. I mean, from both sides, you know, and be able to, like I said, have that lens and that perspective, you know, for, you know, everybody. It's just so important. Okay, Nina, I wanted you to close us out with your final words of inspiration. I think the biggest thing that I would want people to feel is that they are not alone and that there are so many people that suffer in silence and many of them take their own lives or hurt themselves or just continue to suffer and not live the life that they want to live. And I, along with what Jen said, I want to inspire others and provide some hope and Also, what's very important is that there's more mental health awareness and specifically a change in perceptions um, of those who suffer from mental illness and that people aren't just being lazy. They may be depressed and they're not being annoying. They may be anxious and they're not being crazy. They may have a condition like schizophrenia or schizoaffective. So definitely hope and definitely would want people to feel that they can reach out for help and that that it is okay to talk about it and that people will actually respond with more kindness and compassion than you would think. 